This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Now, there's something we keep hearing from all European leaders, Putin's security concerns, Putin's safety concerns. What exactly are they? And can the West resolve them? To answer this question, we must go back in history. The year is 1990. The Soviet Union is on its last legs. Washington and Moscow are discussing a crucial European question, the reunification of Germany. Mikhail Gorbachev, the Soviet leader, agrees. But he has one condition. The NATO must not expand eastward. It must not enter Russia's security sphere. The U.S. officials agreed, but the terms were never written down. You could argue this was a mistake. Until a promise is codified, it means nothing really. Having said that, a betrayal is a betrayal, written agreement or not. In the next two decades, NATO did exactly that. They adopted an open-door policy. What does that mean? That NATO's membership is always open. Any European nation willing to join can do so. There is only one condition. All NATO members must agree on the new member. Since 1991, there have been multiple waves of NATO expansion. The first one was in 1999. Hungary, Poland and the Czech Republic joined the NATO. All three were members of the Warsaw Pact. Now they're all NATO allies. The second wave came in 2004. Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia and Slovenia, all of them joined NATO. Then came the controversial Bucharest summit in 2008. NATO turned its focus on the Western Balkans. Albania and Croatia joined in 2009, Montenegro in 2017, North Macedonia in 2020. Three countries are considered aspiring members. Bosnia and Herzegovina, Ukraine and Georgia. Now, if you look at this map now, it has changed completely. Before 1991, NATO was confined to Western Europe. Today, it is at Russia's gates. Vladimir Putin is not the only leader to have condemned this expansion. It was criticized by Gorbachev and Boris Yeltsin too. The difference is, Putin is drawing a red line and that red line for him is Ukraine. Does that make him right? Of course not. NATO is not the only one breaking its historical commitments, you see. Yesterday, we told you about Ukraine's nuclear arsenal. It was surrendered on one condition, that the world powers would protect Ukraine's sovereignty. And one of those world powers to, to have signed that agreement was Russia. Both NATO and Russia must ask themselves some serious questions here. For instance, Joe Biden keeps talking about the Pacific pivot. So what's the point of this European obsession? Why bother poking Vladimir Putin? Also, is Ukraine an ideal NATO candidate? We're talking about a former Soviet Republic here, a country that has close cultural ties with Russia. Some of their senior commanders also served in the Soviet Union. Why does America want to take this strategic risk? Well, Washington says it doesn't. In 2008, President George Bush opened the door for both Georgia and Ukraine. It's been nearly 14 years. Four countries have joined the NATO in this time, in these 14 years, but Ukraine and Georgia are still on the waiting list. Why is that? Because European countries are not convinced. The likes of Germany and France, they fear Russian reprisal. So Ukraine became the permanent bridesmaid. But in 2014, Putin again rocked the boat. He invaded and annexed Crimea. Suddenly, the NATO movement was alive again. The current president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, wants to join the alliance as soon as possible. And that's where we stand today. Around 30 years back, America won the Cold War, but they were not satisfied. They wanted to dominate Europe. They wanted to humiliate the Soviet successor state, Russia. 
Last time around, vague verbal commitments were made by both sides. Nothing was codified or written down. This time around, such rookie mistakes must be avoided. Transparent and open talks, that's what we need this time.